Cause I lost my job Two weeks before Christmas And I talked to Jesus at the sewer And the Pope said it was none of his goddamn business While the rain drank champagne My Estonian archangel came and got me wasted Cause the sweetest kiss I ever got Is the one I've never tasted Oh, but they'll take Their bonus pay To Molly McDonald Neon Lady Beauty's and which obeys Is bought or borrowed When I wake up in the morning light I put on my jeans And I feel all right I pull my blue jeans on. I pull my old blue jeans on. Hare Krishna, ladies and gentlemen. This is Vandal Drummond, and I was just speaking lines from the great Australian philosopher David Dundas, but we are going to move on to Lucha Libre now. There are, there's tons of news, tons of items going on. You know. Actually, there's nothing going on this week. Yeah, nothing important, <laughs> huh? Just some 80th anniversary show. And of course, we decided to do podcasts on the the day before the anniversary show. Yes. Which will probably end up being posted like early Friday, <laughs> early Friday morning. So anybody so listening... So we can we'll, just go briefly over the show and... Yeah, we'll do a, a different show down the road on... Yes, we'll, we will do a comprehensive anniversary recap of some kind. We'll run down through the show today. But, yes, uh, and uh, we envy the people in Mexico right now who, uh, you know, our fellow gringos who are going to be seeing the show live. Fellow gringos. Fellow gringos. You're, a, you're an honorary gringo. <laughs> I'm an honorary gringo? Yes, honorary cool. gringo. I'm a gringo loco now. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> oh, living la gringo loco. Aww. Oh, he did. <laughs> Fredo just found a picture of uh, uh, me and Elena when we were dating, when we were just starting to fall in love. When you can see it on away. Facebook. Don't you like the new um, timeline design? It shows you the full picture of your. I do actually, yes, Look very much. I, I did my update. I redid. I reposted the update for the thoughts on mm-hmm. the anniversary show. And look at that! It has the full picture. That's beautiful. I know, not just the thumb, you know, yeah. not just a corner just, of somebody's yeah, where forehead. It's like somebody's missing, or it's like somebody's, <laughs> the, the belly. It's always the belly. It's always, it always ends up being the belly. It's like, damn it, it's, it's, it's how are they going to know this is Nero Casas? It's just his belly. They, they just think it's like a, it, it's like a, a <laughs> some fetish. A little, yeah, some fetish or some porn that if you click it on, you can see more. That's why people weren't clicking on the, the update, the reports and stuff. <laughs> I kept thinking Chris Elner was posting, uh, pictures of uh black terry's forehead and stuff like that <laughs> my goodness well we have a number of stuff to address tonight uh obviously the anniversary show coming up we'll be uh uh looking back as you know that i have to throw a little titanes and l ring into each podcast and one of their uh superstars passed away last month and 
Well, what uh, what strikes you as most newsworthy right well, we now? We should talk Ido? about the shows we went to this past these uh-huh, last three, yes. it, three weeks. We've gone to two lucha shows locally. Yes, we did. Very different lo- local shows because one of them actually was just local talent. Yes, and the other one was like this show where everybody was like <laughs> everybody and, and every brother big name, was there. Every big name possible. The first show was at La Chavas Cafe. It was the second annual Leyendas de Lucha Libre in Los Angeles show. So all the old Lucha legends got together. And again, for the second year, I was very, very tickled that uh, they considered me a legend. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, you are a legend. Come on. That's right. Yeah. You're one of the all-time greats. I don't know what I'm a legend in, but... Uh, these are really fun shows, and I hope they do it for a third year. You know, you know, families get together. The the Chivos, uh, Kayaman, Enigma de Oro. Oh, that's right, they were there. Uh, the, the what who I call the Superboy family: Superboy, Capitan Oro, and Principe Indu. And now the sons, the sons, hijo de Superboy and Principe Indu Junior. Oh, really, Principe Indu Junior? Yes, that was who I um uh teamed with. Yeah, I teamed with the Hijo de Superboy, and we wrestled the American Mercury, who was Augie Loya, and uh, somebody who was quite proficient wrestling lucha style. In fact, his very first match was a tag team match in 1992. He teamed with me, and we wrestled uh, Gemini Kid, who was Eric Anderson, Attorney at law now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! How can he change from careers? Not only that, he's he didn't, already, he didn't stick to pro wrestling, and now he's an a, an attorney. And he went to roller derby too. He's a roller derby skater now too. <laughs> I know. So, that's so. True. As you can tell, we're feeling abandonment yeah. issues. Come on. Why are they not wrestling? Just stick to wrestling. Why exactly. Are they, why are they trying to get better careers? <laughs> why waste time making good money yeah. when you could be wrestling and sleeping in an bucks, alley yeah. instead? Yeah, come on. But uh, but it was it was great. Just like last year, uh, the first year I went to one of these, I figured, oh, this is great. It's basically an old timer show. I I was fifty at the time, and I thought oh, I'll be wrestling other guys my age, a little older than me. So what do they do? They throw me in a six man tag where I'm the oldest guy in there. It was like a really good match too, like Mercurio Jr. Mercurio Jr. Yeah, it yeah. was really fun. I, I I have no no regrets, but I I will admit I was nervous at first because I thought, oh great, they stick me in with the young guns. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Good thing you've been wrestling a lot in the during that time. Yeah. <laughs> you actually, it would have been different if it was you just like coming out of nowhere, like <laughs> yeah, like where am I? Yeah, like oh, it's my first match in fifteen years. Well, this this year. Uh, the guy who was booking the show was Tritone, and he originally was going to have Augie Tritone, and Tritone? The guy from Mexico? Yes, how did you know? <laughs> the guy who just started out? No, the original Tritone. You know how many Tritons there are? Oh, I'm sure there's as many Tritons as there are Golden Boys. There's or... two right now in Mexico, I think. I think one of them just changed his name. But then there's the one in uh, CMLL. Have mm-hmm. you seen him? I have not seen the one in CMLL. No. Well, the one in CMLL, you'll notice him from being this guy who does a lot of acrobatic high-flying stuff. Mm-hmm. And also has a habit of his pants always, like, slipping off. <laughs> so he always has to fix his pants. So that's my whole thing. It's like, Triton, on, on Twitter, I'll write, Triton, fix your pants. <laughs> <laughs> you should have that emblazoned yeah. on Yeah, him. so 
But he's really good at times, but mm-hmm. this year he's been really sloppy. Right. <laughs> so the last, I think I told you about this. The last match he, uh, I saw him wrestle. He does this backflip. You know, they just do backflips because mm-hmm. just to do backflips. Like, they, because in, they can. Yeah, just to come into the ring and all mm-hmm. stuff. So he does a backflip in between the two Rudos. Mm-hmm. And as he does it, he just falls on his head. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> just like, oh, Triton. <laughs> that kind of move works if you're a heel, yeah. but not when you're a face. I'm sure the tree tone but, here in, in L.A. wouldn't do that. No, the tree tone here, he was putting together the show, and he was originally going to have Augie and I team up uh, against uh, Tornado Negro Segundo and... I can't remember who the other guy was. Was it that medical-looking dude? I think it might have been, yes. That dude looked bad. Yeah, he looked like a badass. <laughs> I mean, he goes in there. I liked him. I would, that... You know, it's funny. It was, this, it was a skinny Mexican dude yeah. in a white, just white gear. He wasn't wearing a mask. He wore a mask to the ring, but when he took it off, mm-hmm. he just looked like the most random-looking Mexican dude who just walked into the ring to wrestle because he was, he was a skinny guy. Yeah, he but like, he turned it on, though. Yeah, but... He really... Yeah, the punches. Like, he would... Like, yeah. The internet would love this guy if he just, just for his punches. Oh yeah, this guy yeah, was so awesome. This is somebody I would not like to get into a real scrap with. Yeah. Definitely, he. Uh, but Augie came up to me and said, "Hey, if I could convince him to put, put us in the ring with Superboy's kids, because you had like already it. said it. You said, oh, I wish I was working with you guys.' Yeah, I did. They, I actually, did. they wanted to work with you. Yeah, and I, and I actually wanted to work with them, but I didn't even think of asking. But when Augie said it, I said, uh, "Let's ask him." So Augie. Asked him if we could, and he said, yeah, certainly. And so uh, they ended up teaming Principe Indu Jr. with Augie and me with Ijo de Superboy, and uh, we had a blast. They were really good. Really good. They're, they're, yeah, the, the mat work they did together, yeah. they're learning a lot really fast. Yeah. They I, should be really good in, a, like, at least the next two years. Yeah, and they have such a cool look. They have that old-school assassins look. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They, they look They look like they could. They, that could be a fun tag team. And like I think right now they kind of like they're pairing off against each other. Right, right. And, and like, it's good. They they still have a lot to learn. I yeah. mean, their mat work looks really good, but they're definitely not complete wrestlers yet. But yeah. if if they keep going at this pace, I think they could their be as good. Their dad will keep them like the whip. Oh, yeah. They'll use the yeah. whip on them. <laughs> and he probably will, yes. Yeah. Keep them in line and keep them working. And if... I, I, you know, if they keep going, I bet you they could be just as good as their papa, who was how one of the of, best L.A. ever had. How much of the Legend Show did you watch? Because I think I saw you watching like, I the watched, main event. I think. Yeah, I watched more than I did the the previous year. Okay. You, you, you kept the card. You wrote the results, right? Yes, I did. And I only I think it was only the second match that I missed. Yeah, the one you It was really good seeing Jalisco in there again. He's one guy who... I don't think he wants to, but if he wanted to, he could uh, be doing this regularly and still look good. If they were in Mexico, a lot of these guys would be working like the nostalgia thing with all the older guys. Yeah. Because that's something that's caught on in Mexico with all the old guys like Dianos, um, Black Terry, Blue Panther, Negro Navarro, Solar, mm-hmm. Atlantis is now joining that mix, um, Casas, Negro Casas. But they're in L.A. It's like they don't, you never hear about them being in like an... You know, it's weird because, you know, like, PWG has all this, like, they're really the popular group. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see, like, the different, like, element. It's always, like, the their group, which is great. But yes. you don't have a promotion. When another promotion starts, it's like, let's just do what PWG does. But we can't afford that, so let's just do, like, the cheaper version of it. Right. And it ends up being, like, a disaster. It's like, why not bring in some of these old guys to, like, just have that one match where it's, like, old legends yeah. match. But they could still work because, I mean, Jalisco still worked great. Um, dynam- uh, dynamic. That guy Enrique is Medina amazing. Was awesome. Like he can't. Like he didn't do anything. Like 
like that you thought, oh, this guy's doing like all these moves and stuff. But just the way he could work the crowd, yeah, was oh, and so much you, better. Like I don't think anybody in that show was as at his level. Like just exactly. Far. Oh, you should have. Uh, I remember seeing Enrique Medina uh, dynamic years ago, huh. and my God, you should have seen him in his prime. That guy was such a great technical wrestler, and uh, you know, beautiful mat work. And yeah. he did he did some really unique flying work. I wish I. Had, it was flying work that didn't look just like a spot fest. Yeah. When he would do flying moves, they looked really solid, almost almost like you could picture him actually like hurting the guy with a flying move, but he didn't. He's a very smooth yeah, it's stuff worker. stuff like that. It's stuff like that, like just something, a variety to your show. And it's like, when they bring in Lucha, it's always like this, you know, this, oh, it's this guy again. Like the same guy you just saw on the other show. It's like, do like something different. It's like, I, I always wanted like some of these... Like, right, just looking at that card, Jalisco was really good. Mm-hmm. Dynamic was really good. Um, that dude that we were, the medical, what's his face? Yeah. I think it was Enfermero, wasn't it? Enfermero is yeah. what it was, yes. That dude was really good. It's like, why aren't these guys, like, why not have, like, a match where these guys are And working? you know what? If you had guys like that, even in the dressing room these days, and if people would listen to them... Uh, that's that. That's and in fact, fun. you and I were just t- yeah, touching. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. In the, yeah, the... yeah. Fredo brought something up yeah. that we'll talk about in a little while. But uh, you know, I guess I, I guess I kind of cut into it a little bit. But if you had some of these older guys who had seen a lot and were raised in the business where you're taught to, you know, not to sound corny, but respect your elders and to have a tight locker room and the cards are really organized uh you know and not complain about winning or losing yeah exactly <laughs> and then what the booker says goes yeah, yeah, you know it's, like, it's, it's like, like one of those things where you're like hearing about these guys like what yeah exactly i mean uh, augie and i asked asked tritone uh, which one of you which one of us should go over and he just thought about it says 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 i don't really care you guys decide you know? but you know <laughs> but that's how it should be it's a legend Booker's show be... it's a legend show so they already know it's going to be something that they only do annually yeah i guess that's a new promotion the the first time they did the legend show was yeah. just the legend show yes and off of that they created a promotion the N- nspw and what's what's really wonderful about it you know i i'm, I'm gonna get wax sentimental here is i don't know if there's another indie group I'm not saying just one promotion but kind of a whole central group of wrestlers who have always stayed pretty much in an indie level but have been almost like extended family since the 70s like Lucha yeah like Lucha like these guys in LA like uh, I'll just name some of the guys that I used to watch at Hatco Plaza in 1981 that were there the uh, uh, that week well Tritone Peloto Nuclear Kayam, Enigma de Oro, Gran Coloso, uh, Dynamic, yeah. um, and right now I can tell you there's at least five or six guys I'm just, forgetting yeah, that's your that I'd be. Uh, yeah. Principe is before Superboy was a wrestler, but Principe Indu and Capitan Oro were there in 1981, and it's amazing. Superboy to me. was around. <laughs> he was a kid when, yeah, when during, I went to during yeah. summer saw jumping exactly. in the rain. He was the kid jumping in the rain that, that was outworking everybody. It's like holy shit, this guy's good. That <laughs> guy was probably better than yeah. most people before he even had a lesson. Yeah. Then oh, there was this one kid in the at the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. They had all the kids jump in the ring. And there's this one kid who decided he had to slap the, one of the other kids. 
So he just slaps the other kid, and the other the other kid just starts crying. Oh! <laughs> but like, like he cries for a while, and then the little other little kid that slapped him goes over and grabs him, and like he just moves on and just like drops him down. <laughs> it's like it was like holy shit! What are these? I'm kids? schooling my little yes. brother here, making him. It's hilarious. Tough. hilarious. But uh, you know, what it. it I, you know, I, I think it's a wonderful thing that they are still such like a solid family, and that's not to say. And that's how Lucha is in Mexico too. Like, yeah. you have a lot of these guys who are like, like, going to shows, and like their whole family goes to the show, and it's like exactly. And it's funny because get different guys. Like the Chivos have kind of different philosophy of how to work Lucha than Superboy's family does. Yeah. Uh, you know, and other you know experienced wrestlers like Jalisco has his own idea of how to run it. They have differences and even sometimes kind of rivalries but uh you know they're all there for each other and yeah, and, yeah. and over for over 30 it's like years like a family basically exactly we argue all the time and where else in this country i doubt there's that big a group that stays so cohesive over all the years I, that is true you know i mean you don't think about that stuff like you don't really imagine like ECW guys actually going and hanging out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, you know, most of them are probably dead by now. But <laughs> I mean, the way wrestlers. No, I'm, I'm actually amazed. I'm actually amazed when we went to these last two anniversary shows. How the older wrestlers, you know, some of them look like they're really hurting, but a lot of them are in surprisingly good shape for their and age. I did not get abused by Grand Cold. That's right. You didn't get that goosed was the by highlight. I did not get goosed. Were you disappointed? Actually, I was. Yes. I feel. Okay. I feel that. I feel ignored now. We'll have to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 fun going to the shows because you get to watch these shows and then the way the lucha fans interact mm-hmm. with the wrestlers is so much different from when you go to it to an indie um, US indie show where if a guy screws up mm-hmm. it becomes like this whole thing like oh you fucked up well your match where um, Frankie D got hurt like yes like you yes. get all these people and then afterwards cause I mean nowadays when you're in an indie promotion everything gets mentioned on Facebook and Twitter yes. so, so people apologize and stuff like that mm-hmm. or like they bring up oh yeah, yeah I feel bad for what I said and stuff mm-hmm. but like at a Lucha show some but that happens people aren't really like they're actually worried about the guy getting hurt. Exactly. Because everyone's exactly. actually next to who was it that got um, hit? I think it was Kayam or Enigma de Oro. No, not Enigma de Oro. Did he work? He worked, yes. Right. One of them, I think one of them got hit in the head. Mm-hmm. Or their opponents got hit with a chair. And they were, like, checking on him because he got hit with a chair. Easily, I guarantee you. I can't remember if, who it was. If Frankie did that, you know, if did that uh, dive where he landed on his back on the floor on a lucha show I guarantee you the crowd would have freaked yeah. they wouldn't have been screaming let's wrestle yeah, come on get up a, now we want wrestling yeah we're, you're not hurt get up <laughs> no assholes <laughs> now, now you're gonna be the most hated man in MPW that's right it only, it's only gonna well, be there's one, only more, one more show, one more show anyway. so who cares yeah. <laughs> that's just a few people I, 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 I you, there, there are some good ones yeah. Eric Weinberger I gotta say a shout out to you my friend Post the most it. loyal loyal MPW Post MPW will 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 spit spill the. We'll dirt. spit on all of you. I'll stay a rudo, a heel. Uh, but yet, there's something special about lucha fans. Yeah, I, and I felt it ever since I started working local shows because I know they're a different animal. I, in fact, I remember once going to All Nation Center uh, to uh, just work out with the uh, boys, and there were some fans there actually. A family, older lady and her kids who were like probably in their twenties, and I can't remember why they were there. I think they were getting tickets or something for the next Sunday show, 
and uh, they start talking to me. You know, yeah. I was a heel there and everything, and they're just saying, they go, oh, we love, <laughs> yeah, they're going, oh, we love watching you guys, and uh, that was when Physico had his broken leg, and one of the first things one of the sons asked is, what happened to Physico Nuclear? We miss him. And I, I, you know, told him he broke his leg. He goes, oh, please tell him I'll How get better. His, break his leg in the ring or something? He broke his leg in the ring doing a backflip uh, at, at a workout. He landed on his feet and was... And, and that's why Physico refuses to get back in the ring. <laughs> no, that's, he, that's what blows my mind. He had the balls to get in there as soon yeah, as it was yeah. healed. Yeah. He had more guts than well, I did. when you're young, you did some crazy shit. Yeah. Now, in her 50s, uh, <laughs> he's wiser than yeah, I am by yeah. not getting in the ring. But, but you know what? I remember what the old lady said to me is... That was when AAA was regularly coming, and she says, "says you know, you know, I I try to get good seats there, but they cost so much, and you have to sit far away." And she says, "I come here, I'm right in the front row. Yeah. I can yell at the wrestlers; they yell back at me." Yeah. And I don't know they're 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 just a neat breed. She would have she would have wanted to sit sit way in the back at the UIPW show. It was so hot. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's so a high. that's a perfect segue. Yeah, that was a hot this was an awkward one to talk about. I know. Well, you know. I think I don't know. Like, what do you think? Why do you think there was such a low attendance for that show? Because it was at, at Pico Rivera Sports, Sports Arena, Arena which, which I mean is, seats at least a couple thousand. At least I bet a good five thousand. Five thousand? Do you I think? Mean, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at guessing that, but I'm guessing it's somewhere. It's actually I actually searched for it before that. Oh, it's a really neat arena, the Pico Rivera Sports Arena. It's an outdoor like rodeo, uh, yeah. you know, circular uh, open air dome, and. Uh, They've had they've had wrestling there before, going way back. It's a fun little place. Yeah. Uh, but we went there, and I would say there might have been three hundred people there, and a lot of those people are people I recognize who I actually I, I recognize some of the people that were at the show in um, in East LA that we went to or the LA yes show yes I did too I saw that little kid that was sitting in front of us. There was like this Which kid. One? There, well, you probably don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're not. You're. But there was this kid that kept asking for like. Like he had all the posters. Uh huh. And he was there, and I was like, "Oh, he must be like a kid." Right, a regular, the, yeah. You know, one of the or one of the relatives or something. Yeah, um, but no, no. The reason the tennis was low was uh, five thousand seat. Five thousand seat. Okay, cool. It's a five thousand. Why? Wow, I can't believe I called it. Yeah, <laughs> no wonder why you said three three hundred. I used your number for the to set when I sent in the results. But but like, flat out, without even doing a lot of researching, I guarantee you the reason nobody came is because nobody knew the show existed. There was more than just that. It was on a Sunday, on a hot Sunday, a hot Sunday. The heat. Okay, there's the weather. Mm-hmm. But then Sunday between eleven and one was when it was gonna like start and stuff. Yes. Like that. What do most Mexicans do on a hot on a Sunday? You know better than I do. <laughs> they go to church. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So I actually didn't think about it till somebody on 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 Twitter told me. You know, why would they pick Sunday afternoon when yeah. like most of us Mexicans go to church? Well, <laughs> okay. it's funny because traditionally L.A. lucha. Somebody uh, said football. I'm like, yeah, that's not that. No, that's, yeah, you, like there was a promoter. Who, like I know. He's like, that's not... The that's only not. time I ever saw it affect a local Lucha show was uh, at All Nation Center. There's going to be one of those, uh, you know, mass tournaments. Uh-huh. And uh, there were five people in the audience. 
Antonio, just in that droll voice, says, oh, I don't Antonio know. was there? Yeah, Antonio was there. We yeah. saw Antonio, yeah, the mask maker. I love that guy. I like, but, how, but, I like how every time, I think I've met him like at least uh, 10 times over the years, uh, and every time you introduce me to him, like, this is my friend. Frank I can Robert. never remember yeah. which guys you've met. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just enjoy that. And there's this, there's just this, this And I, I just love how calm you go. Yeah, I have yeah, are you, you good. Like, yeah, you're very good. It's but, not, it's never like I've met him before or anything. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he uh, said it at that, at that one show where there's five people he said oh I don't know it's a soccer today well what happened was that's another thing there was a big soccer uh, match that day I can't remember it was but it was at the Rose Bowl Uh and it like sold out it was huge yeah and and Finally, Antonio says, oh, I guess we canceled tonight. We all go home. And as we left, the soccer game was just ending. You see cars going down the street, and people were waving the Mexican flag. <laughs> I I said, yep, it definitely was yeah. a soccer game. That, But, uh, no, uh, yeah, you're right. That, yeah, that's a church-going time. Yeah. Where traditional Lindy Lucha here... Even, the, all, even, they, even that, I mean, it was early. Like, who does it's the, too early because yeah. so Sunday, Sunday. Sunday is wrestling day for Lucha Indies. It always has been Friday since the Friday and Sunday are always the yeah. Lucha shows. But uh, the Sunday shows would always start around 5.30. Yeah. That was, uh, for some reason, the magic starting yeah. time. You know, that way everybody, I'd never even thought of it, but everybody's done with church. Yeah. It's, Early enough where they can watch the matches and get home in time to they watch whatever the they and yeah, watch um, Breaking Bad, <laughs> Breaking Bad or, or Dexter. What did they watch back in those days in the eighties? When in the eighties, uh, Chips. <laughs> Just kidding. Chips. You're like Alf. Chips. You're going like seventies. <laughs> Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Uh, the Golden Girls. <laughs> what was on Sunday nights? What was like the big dynasty? McMillan maybe? and wife. That dynasty? was the seventies, actually. I'm sure there's been, or Dallas, <laughs> like Dave Meltzer watching Dallas. Okay. <laughs> Getting called. You know what's happening? What? We're turning this into Slam and Stan. Yeah. Scotty Astro, are you listening? Uh, We're going to start talking about Dynasty and, and, and Columbo and. I actually, like, the thing about the show was, like, there was nobody going to show up late That's at right. that point. And they, st- they kept putting up, like, those matches that weren't oh, really that man. good. No, no, no. But they were, lo- they were local guys that they used, so I could understand them using them. To fill, but I mean, if you're paying, yeah. I mean, let's say if you only have twelve wrestlers mm-hmm. guaranteed to work, and you need oh, you need three more guys. Okay, you bring those guys in, or you have those guys because they're guys who bring in the ring, yes. the ring crew. But like, if you're bringing in La Sombra and all these guys that you're trying to make your show look as good as possible, you kind of don't really need those. You don't matches. need all those matches because yeah. was that thirteen matches in total? Thirteen matches, and. And I got all the results. It like. just gave a sense. <laughs> <laughs> and they, it just, it wasn't that long a show, but it felt like it was long. I, I mean, uh, it wasn't as long as on PWG shows. Those PWG right, shows. Right, that's Remember true. Remember those City of Industry shows where you'd be like, Can we, do you think we could leave early? <laughs> I was like, I'd be like, yeah, sure. And then yeah. it was like, how many two more matches left? It's like, oh, great, we're missing the, the Samoa Joe Super Dragon match. Right. Actually, well, we well, didn't miss that. We yeah, we that. did watch that. I remember yeah, seeing that. that. Well, you know, that's the thing that puzzles me. I don't know if indies are this way everywhere now, but in SoCal here, they seem so nonchalant about having shows that run forever and and peep and like you mentioned this does happen people get burned out enough where they as, leave before the main event as a fan when i'm going to the show i'm noticing this with a lot of the the promotion indie promotions mm-hmm. here locally not pwg because i think that's the one group that people actually stay for the main event but every other promotion that i've gone to mm-hmm. i'm noticing people leave 
before the main event starts. Yeah, you, you, no matter if the wrestling is bad or great, doesn't matter. If you really watch, you only watch Especially so much before you get burned kids. out. If they're taking kids, because mm-hmm. this happens a lot to MPW, and I kind of brought it up. Like once they get past nine thirty, their 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 main events, their mat, their shows, like they start emptying out. Yeah. So you basically only have like the a couple hundred people there still watching, but I mean, there's so many people that. It, I think if you lo- if you like if you start at seven thirty, you got to end at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you start at seven, you gotta you. So like these guys were fine, but I think they should have just got rid of those matches. Yeah, yeah. Make those make the main events. Make make those other matches. There were some of those matches where they weren't doing shit in the match. Exactly. Like, you know, they could have utilized all the CMLL guys and then just maybe had two more matches with local guys, and I think yeah. everybody would have been happy. Yeah. I. Um, what did you think of the matches on the show? Outside of the Valiente match. Oh, God, Valiente. Okay. Valiente virus. Well, we were watching the show with Superboy and his family. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah. So, like, we're watching all these bad... I don't think Superboy didn't watch the... I think Superboy came came during, like, the middle part. Yeah, like a quarter way through the yeah, show. Yeah, and then he left, like, towards the final two matches yeah. he left. But, like... It was funny because we were watching the, the Rush match mm-hmm. with um, Superboy's wife. Mm-hmm. And Rush was fine in the match... But like Dragon Rojo, Psychosis, all the Stuka Jr., they did absolutely nothing in this match. She turns to us and she's like, This match sucked. <laughs> and she usually doesn't yeah. say stuff like, like that. She yeah. said it was awful. She's like, It was awful. And I was like, I, I, I appreciate it because Rush and Supernatural, real, they did really good. Like, yeah, they their, did. The, the whole tea, the whole, like you were saying, Wonder if Rush is coming back because it looks like they're starting a program yeah, for each other. Yeah, they because actually, they actually did well. But it's like, and you know, Supernatural, I keep saying Supernatural looks like a guy who should have been like in the 70s and 80s. He does. He has such a great heel look he has, to him. He has this look that he, he is classic. He should have been like in one of those, um, like Devastation Incorporated. Totally. Jimmy totally. Hart stable. Or could you imagine him in Memphis? He would have been a Memphis, monster. Memphis, Jimmy Hart's He would have been great. He would have been great. Like just the guy who would have come in and like get beaten by Bill Dundee or, or Jerry Lawler. Co- Come back some other time, and he'd end up feuding with them again. Yeah, I think he I think great look. really I th- whiskey fist. He's kind of like that whiskey. He's a, fist. yes, yes, a exactly. guy who just has that look. Exactly, like, and and of course he's not going to get booked by these promotions that are just work rate only. Right. Because they don't see that. They don't see the... That's why he created his own promotion. Exactly. Well, that's part of the problem is there's not enough people who... There's not enough characters. And that's why when he worked with Rush, it was like, oh, this is is awesome. I mean, Rush was the perfect one to compliment him. To compliment each other, actually. Yeah, Rush throws water at him. Like a water bottle at him. (laughs) I I just want to say, I'm just going to say it. Just, I'm marking out for Rush... Rush is the king of cool in Lucha outside, right of, now. outside of the Benoit music, which they didn't use on the show. They didn't use on the show. Yeah. That was a plus. That was a plus. <laughs> I have no idea what that. I think that's a reggaeton song or something. Reggaeton, mm-hmm. which was really it's it, it adds to his dickness, you know. Exactly, his, his douche, he his is attitude, and it's so funny that he's he still a technico, yeah, but it works. It works. He being a dude. Did I tell you? Uh, I, I told you about the picture, right? With, you must. You got to yeah. tell people this. So Sombra posts a picture on on Twitter. They get they get taken to um, In and Out. Their first meal is In and Out, and so La Sombra posts a picture of um, Rush. He's like the the most hated Technico, <laughs> and it's Rush holding his um, his cup for his drink, and um, his In and Out burgers. And he still looks like like he's still pissed, like miserable. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! I just thought it was the funniest thing. So I tweet, um, I tweet La Sombra like, look at that! Not even In and Out can make this guy happy. <laughs> and so he laughs about it, and it's like, yeah. that's great. <laughs> These guys are, those guys were really like, 
You know, for for month for for ages, I've been saying, why don't they just turn him Rudo? But, but you know works. what? It works. It works. Him being a technical works because because he teams with Maximo and Marco Corleone. Yes, and those guys are are, are liked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maximo's liked because he's he does the exotical gimmick, and Marco's liked because the girls really like him. It almost he's a good looking white dude. Yeah. Tall, good-looking white And it's dude. almost like Rush is on the good person's team, but he's being a dick by upstaging. Yeah, yeah. Not like he's literally trying and, to upstage him, but that's in the in Yeah, the and angle. all the stuff he does, it's like these guys have to calm him down and everything. Yeah. So, so oh, I, I, I guarantee you there's a lot of people disagree with me, but he he and Sombra are the coolest thing in Lucha right now. Yeah, Sombra's awesome. I just awesome. dig those two cats. So the Valiente match was a really good match, but I mean, you put yeah. all those good workers in that match. That's something, that we, have, that's something we do have to note. We have to say, Valiente was the one guy who turned it on, of, of the CMLL guys. And Virus did too. Um, yes, But yes. Valiente went above, I mean, when he did the Valiente special, on an indie show in front of like 300 people, it's like, holy shit. I'm, I'm convinced he could do that I wonder if he sleepwalks because I could see him doing that move yeah. in his sleep and but nailing mean, you it, nailing to, it. And then he did the front. What was that? That front cracker type of move that he does. That that. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured out that guy's name. Um, his name is Bobby Benham, the okay. the New Yorker that was watching the show. Yes, that dude had never watched. Um, he didn't know who Valiente Virus were, which which is another thing that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And although he was so cool in the ring, I actually mm-hmm. had no problem. He was cool, but I mean. How can you get into wrestling and not, like, be into all this other stuff? Like, you're going into wrestling and you're like, what are you watching? I honestly right? think the best wrestlers are the ones who were fans. And Man, I mean, you, gotta, you should be super watching. fans. But I, he became a fan, like, during the show. He was, like, yeah. he was really into it. He was like, like, who are these guys? And Superboy was really, Superboy was praising Valiente and Virus. Yeah. He was like, these guys are really good. Mm-hmm. And they lived up to it. Superboy is a great guy if you're ever checking out a SoCal wrestling event. If you just sit next to him... And have him analyze the match with you. Yeah, and he'll talk, actually learn a lot. Yeah, or he'll try to talk you into he killed that Ray Mysterio being this portly, this portly guy, mask guy, <laughs> <laughs> like he did. Like he, I'm at the Legends show and I turn around and I ask him, "Who is this guy?" And the guy's wearing like a he's wearing a Ray Mysterio looking mask. Yeah, and, and he looks at I look at him and I'm like, "Who's that guy?" And he's like, "He's like that's he killed Ray Mysterio." And I looked at him and I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, "It's the other one." I'm like, fuck, you got me. So I spent the whole time just thinking, is it really the other one? And then, like, I remembered, oh, that dude's in prison. The other dude's in prison. Right. So it can't be him. He's a, well, Superboy and Oro, Captain Oro are the king of ribbing. Yeah, so. <laughs> they're the king of the ribbing. You rib, just have fun like. watching Lucha with those guys. It's, yeah. yeah, they're a fun family to hang out yeah. with. Amazing Junior was in that match with um, Little Cholo. Amazing Junior, we haven't seen since um, uh, Arena Paro Guayo. Yeah. And he was good then. He's still good. Really dynamic. I dug the fella. slaps they were doing. Him and Lil Cholo were just slapping each yes, other. Yes, yes. That was cool. I like that spot. I'm always into that. Yeah. But I will say I had a really good time at the show. Oh, it yeah. Just, it just, it, it, it I You mean, just feel bad because there was nobody there. And yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. God. These, these guys brought in all these big names and, like, why couldn't... But see, like, I think if they would have just gone Sombra versus Volador, their last big match... Mm-hmm. And we're you're gonna see her in L.A. And I wonder what it was. There things they did publicity wise that we didn't know about because the flyer for didn't that know they did. yeah the flyer <laughs> yeah. But you need for a five thousand seat arena, you probably at least need radio spots or some TV spots. And you know the thing I was I'd never been to Pico Rivera mm-hmm. that building. It's kind of hidden. It's very oh, hidden. you wouldn't even see it from the freeway. Yes. The only reason you notice it because there is a yeah, sign that says Pico River Sports Arena, but you still can't see the arena yet. Yeah, you, 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 drive don't, off you don't really road. know it's there. And it's like I yeah. always I thought you know if it's a, it, 
when I first heard this that they're mm-hmm. going to do this show, I thought Pico Rivera Sports Center. Oh, it must be like in a place where there's at least the neighborhoods there. Yeah, they're going to have. It's like it's like this most remote place. Well, in fact, if you look, if I don't know if you noticed outside in the back, there were like picnic tables and a little park area. It looked unkempt, like yeah, yeah. But you know, it looks like it was probably a pretty happening place. It kind of feels like the Fairplex in uh, Pomona. It does, yes. Although it's, it's only it's easier to yeah. find. <laughs> well, you get lost all the time. <laughs> they don't have forty buildings, and you don't have yeah, to get yeah, yeah. one. Half yeah, you're, you're walking around like, oh, this is the this is the ta- tattoo convention. Yeah, the tattoo cut. Co- now roller derby is in building thirty six. Yeah. Oh, building thirty six B. No, <laughs> what, there is no building thirty six B. Where is the roller which, derby? Which way do we go in through? <laughs> Where's Waldo? Where's Danny Wolf? Where's yeah. Gary Sparrow when we need them? Sparrow, Commissioner Sparrow, Commissioner for, Sparrow, for Holt Deli, the Roller Derby, Holt, Holt Street, Holt Wrestling. Street Wrestling. He is going to be yeah. our commissioner. Yes, Holt Street Wrestling. Latigo Blanco is another guy that we've been seeing lately locally. Mm-hmm. We saw him without his mask. Yes, but I really dig his look. Like he looks like he's a, like a, like a bit of a. He's got that look where he's like he's got a classic, a devilish look. kind of attitude. And yeah. Like yes. Yes. So he he kind of comes off great as a heel. Mm-hmm. I I actually thought that match and um. What else was really good? The main event was pretty you know, good. I'll say I'll say a lot of the opening matches. You know, I think one of the problems is there. You know, and I, I'm not in the dressing room, and you never know how you're going to book a match until you actually do it. So this is me just you know armchair criticizing, but it seemed like they put a lot of guys, people in the ring who were really green with other green guys, rather than putting an experienced guy who could lead. The you know green gonna, guys. You know what's going to happen when you ask these guys. Like they're going to tell you, I've been in the business for eleven years. I'm like holy shit! <laughs> Remember, whatever <laughs> Fernal. That's right. Yes. He was he was in the business for like eleven years. It's like holy shit! You, you're pretty stiff. In I the said ring. you're a good guy, but I don't think you've been here eleven years, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to see Diamante Sul do his German suplex. That was sweet. Yeah. Other than that, he's another one I, I know. A lot of people are kind of on, uh, um, but I like. Well, you said you like Dragon Rojo too. I do. Yeah. Although you know what, on this show, I barely yeah, he noticed did nothing. He, existed. he did nothing. He did nothing. Of all the wrestlers, he is the one who I almost didn't even know this was there. Yeah, the CMLL guys. I would say Stuka Junior was very disappointing. Yes, too. and he was one I was looking forward yeah, to seeing. He did, he did nothing. Like it's like is that Stuka Junior? He wore a shirt too, which mm-hmm. is like Stuka Junior never wore. Yeah, I didn't I get that. Does, but. It's his new maybe t-shirt. he didn't want to get a farmer. Well, it's his new T-shirt, so maybe he was trying to sell. That's it. true. Or maybe he wants a farmer's tan. I mean, really, of the guys, I think Valiente and Virus were probably the yeah. head and shoulders above everybody easily, else. Easily, easily. I guess Sombra and Molador <laughs> kind of picked it up late in the match. Yeah. And you know, that match really fell apart when um, that chick was talking to them. That girl ringside. She started talking to the wrestlers. Oh, that's right! I yeah. forgot about that. That was. Bizarre. I don't want to say who it was, but I think I. I no, think no, no, I no, no. Yeah. I know who it was. We know who it was, but, yeah, but that was that was weird. Yeah, it's like why are you? They started talking to her, to her, and it's like just distracted the whole thing, like for a good good ten fifteen. Minutes. It reminded me of the time in uh, Compton when uh, uh, Sergio Platano Garcia, who is one of the best referees I have ever seen in my life, he's like the lucha version of Johnny Red Shoes Dugan. If you're over 50, you'll thinks, know who I'm talking thinks, about. He thinks I'm physical nuclear every time. <laughs> yes, yes. Every, every time we see him, yeah. he thinks Fredo is physical. Yeah. Um, Even gave me a hug. That's right. Yes, yes, he did. He, <laughs> he, did. Must, have, he must have realized, oh, sure, why did but, I hug him? And it, I'm not the hugging type. Exactly. <laughs> so everybody, when you see Alfredo in person for the first time, yeah. give him a give big him a hug. hug. <laughs> yes. Group hug, if Group you hug. can. 
Um, but no, Sergio Garcia, who's a great, awesome referee, he's promoting Compton uh, for uh-huh. a number of years, actually, and he is refereeing a match, and he saw two guys walk in without paying, and he left the match to go get their money. <laughs> and the wrestlers are just kind of putting on holds, but they're looking confused. Oh, jeez. So he collected their money, put it in the till, and then he got back and... <laughs> hey, that's what happens when you have work. When you and that's what, that's what the wrestler talking to the girl reminded me of. It was just weird, like, because Volador would just stop in one corner and they would be talking. Yeah. And then, like, the other wrestler would be there, too. And it's like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like, and it would be one thing if you're sitting there selling and you say something to somebody and people don't notice and you're that's really, it. And that's, yeah. where, that's really where, that's, that's where these guys are getting paid. Mm-hmm. And they're taking advantage of the guy who promoted, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, if it was somebody who was a professional, he, he would have, like, if somebody was there booking... I mean, I'm sure if Dan saw that, Dan would have yelled. I have known, yeah, I've actually, you know, I know there's a lot of guys, if they see a crowd of 50 people, they'll just ponderously go through the note motions. But I have known guys who who said they don't care if it's nine people, they're yeah. still going to entertain them. The one who was really famous for that was uh, one of the original kangaroos, Al Costello, who, um, uh, I'm, you know, was... A really good worker, and apparently he would turn it on even if the arena was nearly empty. Wow. And he would get on people's cases because he says, "You know, we're really lucky to do this for a living, and yeah. we're still getting paid tonight." Well, I mean, now you know. Well, the CML guys were getting paid. So yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, I could understand if it was like one of the indie guys who's not getting paid. Then yeah, you know, Ejo the Rey Mysterio was in the match too. Yeah. I dig him for I dig on me with the Rey Mysterio. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like him too. Euphoria actually did pretty good too. I, I have to admit, he actually did pretty good too in the main event. How weird! I'm blanking on. How can you forget him? He's the tall. Oh, I don't forget him, but I just forget what just, he did. I think maybe it was the last match, and I was kind of yeah. zoning. I was zoning after that last match. Come on, Kurt, you got to know all this stuff. Everybody, but I mean, knows everybody I else, like between you, kind of Dragon Rojo, Psychosis too. Mm-hmm. Who else was there? Diamante Sul, Stuka. I mean, Diamante Sul did more than those three he guys. He did. He did. Like, he did. He wasn't that. He was, he spent so much time. Like there was there was a point in the match with Stuka where I thought he was just gonna sit with the crowd. Like for whatever reason, I just, <laughs> just gonna sit in the crowd. You know? I know. I was at least hoping to see that cool Stuka Tope. Or I know. The that the, the Pache does. Yeah. Like, he didn't even do that. Yeah. Like, then that would have been eh, yeah. whatever. But you know, you know, I'm I'm fine with it because at least I got to see Bi- Virus and Valiente. It was fun. And Sombra Volador Jr. really did like they did they did at the end they did mm-hmm. a good job like at the end they really did yeah um and uh it's a good show I mean got to say hi to Hudson Envy and I bring that up only because I want to say she is the third person who I put in the Jack Armstrong circle uh there are three people who when you meet them they just lift your spirits she didn't say hi to me so I don't care well, she's going to next time. I'm going I'm to tell her to give you a big hug next time. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, Jack Armstrong. Whiskey. I still remember her pictures of her bleeding. <laughs> oh, that was hot. That was she's tough. tough, man. She's tough. No, no. Uh, Jack Armstrong, Whiskey Fists, Macintosh, and Hudson Envy are three people who, you, if you're having a bad day, you meet them. Yeah. The, your spirits just lift. They're just... Very nice. Person. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Uh, her, that, her partner was very, like, beating the Lady shit. Lady Lee. Like, beating that was partner. a tough girl. If you're on Facebook, I don't know if you could find it, but right before that show, I think the week before that in TJ, there was mm-hmm. a, a show. She was working with this, uh, I think it might have been Yumi. Mm-hmm. The girl that was the green, the green worker in the match. Yes. 
and it's a match where they're like it's a bil- it's a ring and it's like in like it must be like in a backyard or some place mm-hmm. and um the girl Yumi looks really like she looks green she doesn't know what she's doing she's messing up oh that and in this match that was and the case. La- yeah mm-hmm. same thing and Lady Lee just beats the shit out of her and this mm-hmm. is like this became like this little like it was popping up because I think who told us about it that he saw it also Superboy's son told us about it okay yes and he was talking about it too and um it's just like this match same thing happened I mean there was like it looked like she was gonna like throw up like after the match because she was just holding her stomach and everything oh my god yeah no there was a there was a moment where where they were outside the ring and Lady was just really beating on her and you see Hudson Envy walk over grab her and and like like just take her and beat on her she saved her but she's like doing it in a in a exactly just to like save her from getting beat down so badly by her I was like I mean that lady Lee is the one you don't want to mess oh, with. Oh no, you want you you want to have her be your escort if you need yeah. a, bo- a bodyguard. You know her, her and I, I. I at some point she'll have to be like one of the Apaches. Her versus some of the. That'd Apaches be cool. I'd be up for that. Yeah, she actually looked pretty good in the ring. She did. She did. That's, I'd actually love to see her with somebody a little more experienced. You know? Yeah, I Hudson Envy's new to wrestling. Yeah, she seems. Yeah, she seems a little. She more. seems pretty. New. Yeah, she seems. Like I think that's the first match I've seen of her. That's actually the first... I've seen her do ringside work before. Yeah, because I think the, the show that... The MPW show... I, I know she worked an MPW show that we didn't go to or something. Yeah. But then she worked a, She worked as a like a, a second in another match. Yeah. And, um... And she... Yeah, she's still... So she's I hadn't still, seen her She still sees, seems rather tentative in the ring. Yeah, yeah. She still looked a little green. Yeah. Her. She looked kind of comfortable. She in has it. a cool look. I mean, she I dig does. her look. She is really cool. She was a, she was a second for Supernatural also in the match. That's right. She got that's whipped. Right. She got whipped by Rush <laughs> with the belt, which was she seemed cool. at ease there. She seemed to yeah. kind of like you know fall yeah. in pretty good there. But actually in the wrestling, because even that like just being the second, she did it better than a lot of <laughs> a lot of the guys, a lot of people in wrestling who do second work. I mean, you see some women that do that, and it's like they're not really doing it. They don't know how to do it. Like, yeah, exactly. And then you find out, oh, she's dating the wrestler. Exactly. So she's, all she she doesn't really, understand yeah, how the so business like she doesn't understand that. Whereas her getting into the business, she understands that she did that. Mm-hmm. Chaos was in the match too. Yes, yes. Chaos and um, but that was was that an eight man? Am I remembering right? <laughs> that was a three a trios. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there was a lot. He was in the match with um that Bobby Benham, Hector Canales. No, no, yeah. no, not, not, no, not that one. Not that one. Canales. He was in the match. Yeah, he was in eight man, right? What what I remember? Yeah, he was an eight man. He was with um, he was with Los Bandidos. Yeah, Trader and Gonzalez. I remember he. Yeah, was, that match was really sloppy. Yeah, it was. Well, he um, was the he was the one. He was the one that went in and saved it because he, yes. he did a, his work was a lot easier. What happened in this match was um, Tito Escondido was in there with um, some dude named Jesus Cruz, mm-hmm. who had like a cool look, kind of like a like a rocker type of look, and this guy messed up or something. And, like, Tito Escondido could not figure out how to get anything out of the guy. So it just got really... It just fell apart. Then the other... There was another guy in the match. Um, Pantera Steca or something like that. Or what mm-hmm. was his name? Um, yeah, Pantera Steca. He was he looked really bad, too. Well, he... Their you know, and, and, and this is bad. kind of an old... Their tag partners weren't bad. The two dudes that looked like public enemy. <laughs> yeah, they weren't too bad. Yeah, yeah. So well, but pretty it, good. Part of the reason it looked like such a mess was... <sighs> too many wrestlers in the ring. One, too many wrestlers. And on top of that... In an eight-man tag to have so many inexperienced wrestlers, it's going to have a hard time yeah. flowing. And it strikes me as a lot of matches you have really inexperienced guys and they try to do too many high spots in one match. Yeah. Where when they're that green, 
Just have them do a high spot. Yeah, because that nail it, and then just work holds or whatever. Once it got to where it was in the ring, it was chaos and the two suburban commandos. Mm-hmm. The match got a lot better. I mean, the suburban commandos their high, their big highlight was them just beating the shit out of Trigger Gonzalez. Yeah, who's a tiny a, a tiny guy. But I mean, once chaos got in, it got a lot better. But the other guys were just like it. Just yeah, it's it you know. A lot when, of in fact, when I was watching that match, I almost thought, okay, when you have this many matches on the show. You know, each match is really competitive. You know, everybody yeah. gives each other the spots. But that would have been a good match where you take the four. And you know that was where the, you take the four most experienced guys and that match take can, the four greenest guys and just have it be a five minute match where they kind of lead the guys through the moves and squash them. You yeah, know? that match. You There's could, nothing wrong with doing that. Instead of having those four match matches before that. That should have been the match. You should have just split into two or move, yeah, yeah, that would somebody have been out better. and then yeah. maybe have. Um, it's Tito Escondido and uh, Rico mm-hmm. Dinamita versus uh, Suburban Commandos. That would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. So we're crossing our fingers that uh, Rush will come back uh, right. to feud with Supernatural. <laughs> because that then we'd get to... We'll invest in this. Exactly. Well, Please don't give up on us. If they have, us, if they have those shows if they have those shows in East L.A. at that, at that arena, that, that is a fun place to yeah, see that. Yeah, because, I mean, a small building with Rush in there. Damn. That would be actually pretty odd. It'd be like Memphis Wrestling. Like, or yes, some, yes. Some, some sort of like Nakalpa type of thing. If they Rush. do that, I'll try to peddle tickets for them. <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't want people... I try to convince my friends, you want to see some awesome yeah. ass wrestling yeah this is where to go yeah so kurt have you been watching ecmll lately what a, what a coincidence well, you we should that. talk about tomorrow being the anniversary show well tomorrow or friday if depending on when i upload this. yeah actually in fact could i could i do my quick little uh, no honest tribute please no let's please do the maybe CML. maybe you're gonna forget Just this one thing not forget this fine do it <laughs> fine do it now I, I have something more thoroughly written this, on this. This is this is the segment where it, it, it's like a slam and stand flash. Exactly. Where I don't talk for like ten fifteen minutes. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm gonna try to keep it uh, under five. I'm gonna write more in detail about this. But uh, you know, I'm I'm famous for being the person who drags his heels and uh, arrives at the party late. I watch things way after they happen. I'm behind. But I was a little bummed that I didn't. Uh, learn in good time on August 9th that one of my favorite characters in Titani Sinel Ring passed away. He's a fellow whose name was uh, Miguel Angel Petri who... When did you find this out? Just we, three we, days ago. Okay, because we just did podcasts during August. We actually did No, like he Yeah, he passed podcasts. away August 9th and I was just yeah. cruising Facebook and there was a little tribute to him and oh. I'm like, when did he pass away? I knew that he had did been... Did they report about it back then? Or... Yeah, oh, it, was, but, it was something more you just being late then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, there, there's times where I'll go a week not going on Facebook, and then I'm on every day for you know hours. Yeah. Not like some people I know. I'm strange. Not like some people I know who are on Facebook all day. Let me <laughs> let me name you guys. Kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. But but uh, no, there, there's a page called Quadrilateral. A catch that covers our <laughs> quadrilateral. Did I say it yeah. right? Yeah, I said it right. Oh, thank yeah. God. I wasn't sure what you were saying. <laughs> uh, no, but I knew he was in bad health because in July they did a benefit f- show for him. And uh, he actually probably wrestled under more names in Argentina, but where clearly he was the same person. Uh, yet he succeeded in most of these characters. Oh, really? Yeah, but 
the character that I will always remember him, and I, I feel kind of awkward saying how much I like this character because I was reading an interview with him as I was doing research after learning of his passing, that uh, uh, that was his least favorite character. <laughs> and that was the character of Hippie Hare in 1972. Uh, he teamed with a guy named Hippie Jimmy, and they came to the ring to a song written especially... For hippies. Yeah, for them. <laughs> for them. A song that went hippie, 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 soy. In fact, that was the theme music I went out to at the last Simi Valley show. I actually... Audio was bad enough that day that I couldn't understand it. <laughs> audio was bad for everybody, but yeah. I actually emailed Paulina Cardigan to say, would you be offended if, uh, um, you know, I used a song from your father's promotion? She says, no, go with it. Just just send us cool. the video. So she, she <laughs> rocks. Like, what video? Paulina Cardigan <laughs> rocks. You tell her, what video? <laughs> this is indie wrestling. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, his his gimmick was. Do, a hippie. do you think like people in wrestling in other places think because you're a wrestler that it's like a big thing? You know what I mean? Like when you somebody you know, like casual fans or people who don't really follow wrestling. Mm-hmm. When you tell them, "Oh, I'm a wrestler," they think, "Oh, really?" Like, and they think WWE or stuff like that. You know, they think big. Yeah, different. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, true. Yeah. So like, even people within the business, maybe they think that way. Like, if they're not from that area, that could be. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, for her to ask you send me a video, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what video? Yeah, usually when people say, oh, you're a wrestler, were you on TV? And I go, uh, once I was, but mostly I'm in dance halls and bar rooms. And, uh, they don't realize. Actually, the way I say it, it, it kind of makes it look even cooler. Like You I, make it sound cool because you were on TV once, AAA TV. That's so. right. I was yeah. actually on Full Mesh and Television. Yeah. Uh, that was surreal. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you actually watch it? Oh, a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when, uh, who's kidding who? If you've never been on TV and then you're on TV, yeah, yeah you watch it over. Yeah, especially over. if it's something like wrestling. You show your family. Something you're doing. Something you're doing and not, not like something <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah. So, uh, El Hippie Hair, he actually debuted uh, July 4th, 1970 for a promotion that was competing with Titanis in El Ring called Los Diablos del Ring. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, was it all just evil guys working? <laughs> I know, that's what that I was thinking. Cool. I'd that love cool. to read more about it. That would but been cool. He was under a hood called El Venjador, and he was trained by a guy who wrestled under the name Tarzan, who was actually a, a pretty big name in the 60s. And uh, w- one of the reasons this actually tickled me and I wanted to pay extra tribute to him is when I read interviews of him looking back on his career, he sounded, the way he spoke, it seemed like he was just as starstruck as he was when he uh, got in the business because he talked about, you know, hitting the gym and being trained by guys that he had watched uh, live or on TV and like, oh my God, it's, you know, I'm in here with a legend. And it seems like he still retained that awe after being in the business for years, which cool. not everybody does. But uh, after, you know, the hippie gimmick, the most ironic part is he, that's probably what he's best known for. That's what I remember him for. But it was also the shortest run he's had. The hippie gimmick lasted exactly five months. The very last uh, appearance of the hippies were when they wrestled uh, – Hitano Ivanov on the famous Luna Park show in 1972 where uh, they sold out the arena for Cardigan's match with uh, La Momia. Uh, I never, in fact, I didn't know until just a few days ago that was the last appearance of him as Hippie Hair. But he went on to do a character called El Principe de Napoli. 
He did, I've heard of that. You've heard of that I one, know. yeah. Uh, he did a character called El Olimpico. I've heard and of that I one. Know, and I know several other characters, uh, people played he's, that he's role. In, he's in CML now. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> yeah, El Olimpico. You know, it's funny. There's, you look at like every single promotion that is like Latino or something. Yeah. There's an Olympic. There's an Olympic. There. Yeah. Yeah. Olympian, Hell, Mr. Olympia. Even even in uh, WWF in the 70s, there was an Olympic. Was that the guy that was in LA? I don't think so. No. I think he guy. was. If I remember, he was. No, you know, I think it was. Was it? I think Dan posted up about it. That's why I brought okay. it up. In fact, Dan I'll, would probably know better. I'll Dan's probably, probably one of the few people who know more about LA wrestling than I do. Um, That's impossible. Yeah. I don't think he does. Hey, yeah, you know. Dan doesn't know. Come on, Dan. Let's have a showdown. Showdown. Who knows more about <laughs> Olympic wrestling? Oh, Olympic but he, he also he also I, I think one of the ones he is really well known for was uh, uh, Petri is also known for doing a character called El Charo Santana late in his career, and I think that's how he wound up his career, and I think that's where he probably got his biggest push. But since uh, the hippie hair character came at a time when that was when Titanish and El Ring was at its peak, both. Uh, Ratings-wise, financially, and as far as mainstream appeal. I mean, every non-wrestling magazine was writing about Titanis and El Ring. It had that big an impact. And I know I sound like a broken record saying that, but I I hope somewhere that the TV tapings of that season in 1972 to 1973 are still in a vault somewhere. Because that was some of the best TV wrestling uh, let's see, El Olimpico. Oh, I, uh, it'd be better if this was visual, but yeah, uh, Fredo just showed me a picture of Joaquin El Olimpico Correa. Yeah. yeah. Could be the same guy. Yeah, it was a regular with the WWWF. Okay, yeah. And he's actually one of the Dan guys. Dan beat you. He did. Oh, man. And not with a whip. Now I got to get Dan on this podcast and place you. With... <laughs> In your face, yeah. Vandal Drum. He doesn't watch Lucha, so I can't have Exactly. Him. Um, he'll, he'll tell me he does, but, he <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, one of the cool things is, uh, you know, Miguel Angel Petri was one of these guys. When you read about him, you could see he was a guy who was a, just a super fan from day one. He mm-hmm. was a, you know, he talked about how he, if he couldn't see it on TV, he would listen to the Luna Park broadcast on the radio, which they did in the fifties. And he was also a huge fan of Mexican style lucha libre too, which. You know, always is an extra feather in the cap. So, um, you know, uh, rest in peace. And uh, please forgive me for always knowing you as El Hippie Hair. You were really, really cool in that role, you Hepcat. Why don't you talk about these guys before they die, man? Come on. I would, but I think I'd drive everybody <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Why well, you always I, bring us to a low? Well, a that sad is moment. that is something. Since I'm since I wrote about him, I was thinking of. Uh, Doing you, doing on the Lucha World site, writing a. What is it you're a, writing right now? You told me you were writing something. Well, I'm working on several things. Uh, okay. I want to do a tribute to Steve Gerber and all our trips to. I uh, want this on audio so you don't. So back I can out. commit to it. Yeah, you're committing to it. I am working on a more uh, a thorough bio of hippie hair, and um, what's the third? You one? know the rule in Lucha World on the site. You can't write better than I do. So you're gonna have I'm to. I'm gonna like, have to work at that. Though. <laughs> That's that's awkward. We're gonna have to write worse. How many times have I said awkward in this uh, in this podcast? It's gonna be a drinking game. Every time I say um, awkward, 
and you have to take two drinks every time I say hip cap. So what else was it you were going to write about? Well, uh, I was thinking. I was thinking I should do like a little uh, uh, column on different Titanis characters. Yeah, that would work. work. That'd be we'll fun. We'll do a section on Titanis. Yeah. I have all this other stuff. Yeah, I I keep thinking I'm going to grow out of my love for Titanis, but it just grows more. And the reason I keep bringing the 1972 and 1973 TV season up is a lot of the later stuff is on YouTube from 1978 to the beyond. Yeah. But the only stuff that survives as far as TV from uh, 72 and 73 was when they were making a Titanis and El Ring movie, and they actually... There's snippets from the uh, televised show and from the Luna Park match, which I remember watching when I was a kid. And just the production quality and just the portrayal by, like, the uh, fellow Juan Dos Santos who uh, played La Momia uh, in 72, he had that character down, and it was a creepy, scary character. And the guys, you know, he uh, was killed in a car wreck along with another wrestler named Silvio in 74 and the mummies they did after that man didn't even hold a candle to him couldn't come close they still were popular they still yeah. drew box office they but still just didn't have the same feeling as the yeah it looked more comical I don't think they intended it to be comical but it they didn't look like the yeti they didn't try it they didn't bring him out and started humping Hump, uh, humping Mar- against Martin Carter <laughs> <laughs> no no senor no. boo don't although, let him hump Carter I, 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 I think that would have worked in, um, in Titanus of the Ring not like WCW Nitro I know or, exactly was it WCW Halloween Havoc is it that one of the funniest yeah. moments well like, the difference yeah the difference big is big show on one side <laughs> big show as the giant on one side and the Yeti on the other, Hulk Hogan that in the middle. That was so just bizarre. Like, <laughs> if you're going to hire somebody to play a Yeti, hire somebody experienced. That should be Please. like, that's going to be the highlight of Big Show's career. <laughs> that's going to be like the start of it. Well, at least it's better than that uh, Knucklehead movie he made. Uh, he's actually great. Like, have you been watching lately? No. I Actually, I've, I haven't seen him lately, but I've always thought he was yeah, really good. I mean, I, he, he's... he's I don't know he's one of those guys who gets it. Yeah, I kind of couldn't stand him. Like him. when he left WCW, I was kind of glad just because they had so many big guys. Mm-hmm. But then, like as the like the last couple of years, I've actually enjoyed his work more. Yeah, I but did like, too. Back when he was in WCW, I, I liked them originally. But when they had Kevin Nash, yeah, uh, Rick Fuller, and all these other dudes, like remember that Ron Studd? That oh yeah, yeah. Dude, um, but he he strikes me. I I might be wrong here, but. Through all, that's so many guys. Through all those roles, he seemed like one of those big guys who would get a swelled head and would try to, you know, do the Nash and the Sid Vicious and the Scott Hall type of stuff. Yeah, but it seems like he didn't. He seems like he was trying to get. He would show. I think he would get talked because I think a lot of those guys got talked into it by Nash and Hall. Right, right. Because a lot of stuff, like Goldberg, his dislike for like working with Jericho was all Nash putting it in his head. Well, I heard, I heard Nash could sell anything to somebody. I I heard, I heard he's a very smooth talker. Yeah. Well, that's what Conan was talking about. How Mm -hmm. how they they even like cut him and cut him off. Yeah. Cut him off. Like Sting was the one that was like praising him, and they were the ones that were cutting him. Wow. Like, yeah. Nash sounds like an asshole. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. Even Shawn Michaels, both can suck it. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, you're right. Yeah, I, hate I back guys. you on that. I back you Red on Heart. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go through the list of every wrestler I can't stand. I'm like, ah. I, 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 I still don't like Bret Hart for, uh, you know, for 
dissing Greg Oliver at that yeah. uh, one wrestling thing. It, it wouldn't have bugged me so much if Oliver wasn't That's there. That's the only drawback about being a wrestling fan, and you get mm-hmm. it, you start meeting wrestlers. So many of them are so like. You end up like self self centered. Yeah, you start hating. You do meet guys. some nice ones. The, yeah. I mean, the thing I'll say is, I met a, I, in all the years. I've met a lot of people that uh, I wouldn't mind seeing again. A lot of people who I hope I never see again. But I have met a few really, yeah, really nice really people. Good, there's some good, like really nice LA people. Like LA wrestling, but local indie scene. Probably mm-hmm. some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. yeah. Real, but like, once you start meeting like some of the big name guys, it's like, oh God, these guys are such assholes. Right. Like, just get, <laughs> I know. And there's some local guys who are kind of assholes. Yeah, well, the, the, the local guys... It's, it's dumb. Don't name names. No, I'm not going to name any. I'm, but but the, when it's a local guy who carries himself like they're a national star and at a, a big... Yeah, that ends up being like... It, that's worse. At, yeah. at least the guys who are big stars have the bragging rights. Yeah, if yeah. They, if they want to be a dick, they... I mean, they're in the role where... Yeah, but, when, just, but when a small-time guy just, thinks he's a big time... You just hear some of the stuff these guys do and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I don't mind if they, like... They're going to, like become drug addicts and do like shit to themselves but like when you start like treating people like crap yeah like, exactly oh, exactly well the reason the reason and the, the reason the Bret Hart thing really pissed me off is is Greg Oliver there was there you know being honored and, uh, and his wife was there yeah and uh, Greg Oliver uh, is one of my heroes because Bret Hart says something like either he leaves or I leave and Greg Oliver responded by waving bye bye <laughs> didn't get up just sat there and Bret Hart left you know so funny. And Bret Hart's Bret Hart is just such an awesome wrestler, and there, he's probably a really good guy. He wasn't that good. I thought he was. Good. <laughs> it, it becomes like this whole revisionist thing where I just hate him. <laughs> like, oh, he wasn't that good. He's a good worker. It's like Chris Benoit, like yeah. when they talk about it because of what he did. Yeah. Like, now nobody can ever mention him. outside of people in Mexico love the guy like they still like talk right. about him because like nowadays it's like oh he wasn't that and like yeah. you like to bring it up like remember when you were trying to get him like you were so mad because he wasn't getting pushed in WCW yeah. it's like yeah come on it's no we, I, I, we can't see the future I mean come on I'll compare it to like you know I hear so many people use that the famous term and I think there is some truth to this you know um, separate the person from the artist. But I think there's sometimes if somebody does something so offensive or so destructive that when you're watching whatever art they did, you just get a sick feeling in your stomach. Yeah. And yeah, Benoit was a great worker. I'll never say he wasn't. He was amazing. But I can't watch a match without... Thinking about what he did. Exactly, exactly. And I... Also, so you're not going to be using his entrance music, <laughs> like rushed it. You know, it, it's funny because um, Robbie Hart was mentioning how how he um, how he he hadn't watched WWE lately. Mm-hmm. Like over the last couple of years, he had, he didn't watch. He's like 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 you know all these people who are complaining about his music. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us haven't heard a lot of his. Um, we haven't heard. Some, there's some people who haven't. You wouldn't even know that's his entrance music. I bet there's a lot who don't. Like, well, think about it. Because uh, when did he, when did this happen? Like 2007. Yeah, so it's been so what? and and six years. The casual fans have you usually have a five year like turnaround. Yeah, it? the hardcores are going to remember his music. Yeah. The casual fans, yeah, people forget that casual fans don't seem to see the same things hardcore fans. Yeah, do. you know the other thing is like I don't remember the 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 actual song. Yeah, but I always remember his music would always start with that little like tone, that little like whatever it starts with. Mm-hmm. It starts as, every single song of his always starts with like a like a like it's gonna be a kick ass type mm-hmm. of thing. 
but then I did kind of the calm part. before yeah, the so, storm so when I heard that I was like oh shit that's Benoit's music mm-hmm. but I didn't know what song, what version of it was right. or anything right. like that but I mean still yeah. I mean you have millions of songs in this world billions of songs yes yes <laughs> pick that one song. <laughs> it's like come on well, and the other thing I, that, that just troubles me when I watch Benoit wrestling is he was great but I think what led him I mean I don't know I think what led him to do what he did was a combination of all the things that that it took to get him to where he was. Yeah. To get pushed, he had to take an awful lot of steroids. He had a lot of concussions. Yeah. And, you know... I'm surprised more guys didn't go that way, like, kill themselves in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the guys died because there of were, drug use. Yeah, and there, there have been a number of suicides. Yeah. I mean, not not a big a name as Benoit, but... Yeah. Uh, that guy who was put who was put in oh, the unfortunate test? role of being uh, wasn't test a suicide. Oh, was his a suicide? Was I know Crash Holly's was. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the dude who was in, put in the terrible position of having to be the fake Ultimate Warrior. Uh, oh, Renegade. Shot, yeah, yeah Renegade. shot himself. Renegade. I mean, he was really bad in the ring. He was terrible. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> uh, but it didn't. It didn't help. It didn't help. Says, We're gonna have to do a podcast where we talk about WCW or like some promotion. That would be funny. <laughs> That's like, like, like you said, we're slamming stands. Yeah, tonight. I don't watch. I don't. I don't. I actually. I. I'm probably like the least I, the promotion I least watch or enjoy mm-hmm. is WWE. I still watch it. I mean, I watch enough of it, but it's mm-hmm. like if I watch snippets. If there's something else on, I'm not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. But like, if you ask me about WCW, I could tell you like a bunch of like. Like I told you, remember when Conan was talking about buying the book or getting the book sent to him, mm-hmm. the death of WCW. I have the book and I've never read it. How funny! Because, like I said, I, I I watched every single freaking yeah. WCW. Like there are people online who would tell you, like I know a lot about WCW, like just watching it, mm-hmm. and it's stuff that I grew up with, so I remember it. Mid South is another promotion I enjoyed watching, but it's like all this other stuff. It's like WWE. It's like, eh, you know. Yeah. And so it's like everybody I'm, I'm, has a certain promotion they enjoyed watching. Yeah, and then that's one of the cool things about this day and age is. Whether you're into nostalgia, whether you're into high spot uh, high spot fests, or whether you're into something closer to a shoot style, you can find something on YouTube for any oh, kind yeah, of style. That, you and can. like now, like back then, it was like okay, like when I when when whenever we did Slam Stand, mm-hmm. you guys would talk about LA wrestling or WWWF, mm-hmm. which was like I'm ta- I, that was a mistake. I actually said that because it's the name of the. <laughs> The period, because Kurt and Dan really did watch WWF. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. Well, actually, you did. You watched WWF. And since there were three W's, the the Panda Bear people yeah. can't sue us. For yeah. That. So yeah, we could use that. Um, and then Bix is a new, from New York too, so mm-hmm. he's, he's more familiar with WWF, WWE. Ryan's more into that. And I'm like, I'm like the only one who actually watched. I I didn't watch that stuff. I watched Mid South Wrestling, <laughs> World Class. I'm from Texas. I grew up on all the Texas stuff. So like. I mean, I mean that that whole area, of Texas. That was a big time. Yeah, and then you had lucha, and I think that's where we ended up, like getting yeah. all the lucha. And like, once we got rid of the lucha on Slam, I was like, okay, now I don't really have. What do we do? What, what do, do we do? do? We're talking about <laughs> Raw. Did you watch Raw? No, I didn't, and I won't next week either. And and, and people would ask, like start asking about Impact. Uh, we were doing the Slam Stand show as Impact was going on. So exactly, like, that's right. It was yeah. Thursday night. <laughs> clearly, I we, about that. clearly, we had little interest in Impact. And and I, I have to be honest, you could name half the wrestlers on Impact, and I would not recognize her. I couldn't identify them. Samoa Joe. I can identify yeah. <laughs> Christopher Daniels. Uh, yeah. This just. Yeah. Bob, I your, don't know what your, Bobby. Your, your theory has just been. Uh, I probably uh, killed. killed. I, I probably seen Bobby Roode, but if you ask me which one of those He's guys is Bobby Roode, I'd forget. James Storm. 
I don't know. Uh, um, I don't think I've seen AJ him Styles. You've seen? I like. Yeah, I like AJ Styles a lot. I think. Did you see him in WCW? Like when? No, I, I didn't. No. No. How did you see him? Like indie wrestling and just. When when oh, uh, TNA was PWG first, PWG too. I think he might have been. I probably have. Yeah. Well, because I watched TNA when it was first around. Yeah. When it was the week and he's been around. Yeah, he's been around. And I just thought he and Sanjay Dutt. I just dug them so much. And Sanjay Dutt had the whole Nerd. thing of the facials. Kurt, down. Kurt is just killing his old. I yeah. don't know anybody from TNA. But I have not watched it in like five years. Yeah. So so if you gave me the roster, the same thing. I'd be like who? It's almost the same thing. It's almost the same thing. Yeah. The, the male side is still Sting. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt yeah, Angle. Not missing anything then, Kurt right? Angle? He's not. Now, he'd be a reason to watch. Ad, so. He'd be a reason to watch, though. WWE, you, you're, you're. Actually, you haven't seen, like, um, Brodus Clay and guys like that. Like, um, the Wyatt family. I've seen. Oh, I saw the Wyatt yeah, family yeah, once, and I really. Thought, yeah, that's one thing I thought they did. In the right. ring, he's horrible, but he's. But that entrance is he's not awesome. not bad, but he's just average. I mean, they got the feel, and that little vignette they did before they Isn't came. Isn't that just a cool entrance? Yes. Like, how come more people don't use like I don't light, know turning off the lights always works that's like the best way to like yeah, the, like, yeah get attention yeah, everybody quiets down for a few seconds like, holy shit something's gonna happen and... you know what reminded me when I first saw the lantern I, it reminded me of, of when you were first in Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny because everybody's trying to figure out where they got that and it's like a Wayland Mercy gimmick <laughs> but to me it kind of feels like Justified that show that I watch Justified you know I still haven't seen that yeah. that's one I want to start kinda, it's seeing. like based out of Kentucky it gave me that kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel yeah, to it yeah there's like there's a lot of shows that yeah. like the, um, what was that movie that um, the movie that Squeal Like a Pig that, that's oh that. Squeal Like a Pig oh the Muppets Take Manhattan <laughs> That's a beautiful no, movie. No, no. What, what was it called? Uh, oh, I'll look it up here. Right yeah, when Miss Piggy... No, no, Miss Piggy <laughs> asked Kermit to squeal like a pig. She said she hated doing this um, interspecies breeding. Yeah, phase. but you know what it is. You just don't want... Uh, deliverance. Yes. 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 Ned Beatty. Poor Ned yes, Beatty. Yes, Ned Beatty right there. Yeah. He, it kind of feels... They kind it of does. Feel like that it does. Movie. But they kind of... Once they get in the ring, I think it takes away the element of the, what they do. Yeah, even if they had one guy who was a really smooth... Yeah. Worker, it would have, yeah. it would save it, but yeah, yeah. The, the two big guys aren't yeah. are a little too. Um, it, it's it's funny we're talking about what hardcore fans and casual fans watch, and um, I remember I was at one of the Santino Brothers shows about a month ago, and uh, Joy Chaos when he was you know before he actually started wrestling, he was at one of the Caller International shows where Al Snow wrestled Nishimura, and he was telling me, you know, at the time I saw that match and I I didn't like it at all. And he says it wasn't until years later that I learned to appreciate it and yeah, like it. And then you have Al Snow, who I'm guessing was without a mustache and had more of a normal. He had the mustache, but he yeah. it was a straight. He, he always had like before. It was a really technical, very match. bland looking looking guy. Yeah. And Nishimura really like for a Japanese dude, he really looks like a bland dude because he's he's a skinny. He's like a very yeah. normal yeah. Looking dude. Like, so it was a super technical yeah. match, and I remember telling him. That's awesome that you grew to appreciate the match, but I said, but don't forget what you thought of it as a casual fan, because if you want to sell stuff to people, you got to think like a casual fan. you got to remember what made you pop when you were a kid, when you didn't know that much about the business. But and that's what, that's what, when I see guys who are nitpicking, like, workers from different eras, mm-hmm. like, you no know, Mascara. Yes. Why is this guy in the Hall of Fame or something like that? Do some and research like, and figure, yeah. No, it's not that. It's like, yeah. they don't realize that these guys drew. Like it wasn't exactly. The, it, it didn't matter if they could. It didn't matter if they could like do a a, a good arm walk or whatever, or a, bat, a body slam or even a drop kick or anything like that. If they could just like show up 
and people were there to see them. Exactly. That was basically their. We were talking. In fact, we were talking about the the other day, and I was telling you how jazzed I was in the Greg Oliver and Steve Johnson book about the baby faces, the icons. I haven't Um, even read that. It's a great book. I have a heel book, and I still haven't finished that. I'm not good with books. The cool thing about this is it's character by character, so yeah. you can open it. Oh, no, it's still, like, because I, I haven't finished uh, Madison's book. I still, I still... I'm oh, still, I still haven't got that I'm book. still pissed over the Eddie Guerrero rings. <laughs> and, and I, like, read... And you know the weird thing? You know the weird thing? I'm proud of you for being pissed off if about he that. I'm if proud. If you would have written that, like, after Randy Orton's latest run... Yeah. I wouldn't be complaining about it, because I actually... Now I like Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually like his heel persona more now than I did him before. Like, I... Before this, but you know, like I was telling you, I didn't watch WWE like for several years. Right, right. Once WCW died, I would only casually watch WWE mm-hmm. or keep up with it through the, the like the internet and stuff like that. But I wasn't watching anything. But now that Orton is back on Raw, I don't watch SmackDown at all. Like I, right, I barely watch that. Now that he's on Raw, I enjoy watching him wrestle. Yes. Holy shit. He, now I do see the top 50. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Now, now I might actually read But no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still glad that you were pissed. Yeah. Uh, but but the, in that book, they wrote about this guy, Whisker Savage, and I was jazzed because I... Yeah, his I, name was Whisker Savage. That's enough for that's me. That's a great name. And it was the 1930s. Did they show a picture of him like he was bald with long hair? Oh, no. He had, he had long hair, a beard. With bald, yeah, with the... I, mean, just, I, uh, I imagine... Um, like that, some dude from like uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> like, Probably. Yeah, like, well, well, he he would he would he was like a performance artist where he would walk around town in bare feet and ragged clothes and oh, play the role of the hillbilly. And uh, you know, I don't know if this is urban myth or not, but apparently, if he was riding with people who were Marks and they said, "What hotel do you drop us drop you off?" He'd say, "Oh, over at the Salvation Army there." <laughs> But uh, this guy, uh, you know, he wrestled for the promoter Moore Siegel in Texas, and uh, he, he, by all accounts, was a guy who just knew a couple of holds. And but Moore Siegel said that was his greatest draw, better than people, you know, than the Thezes or yeah. any of those. And those are what intrigue me. I mean, I'm, I'd rather have somebody who knows an arm drag and a headlock. But if they can draw people in, hell yeah, yeah I'd use them. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're like, they have a cool look and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. What do you care? It's exactly. Like, yeah. it's like, I mean. So, Kurt, you've been watching CMLL. We should be talking about this. We again. should be, shouldn't we? Uh, what have you been, what have you watched recently that you've enjoyed? Well, I watched the uh, uh, Relevos Increíble recently with Evangelis, the team Evangelis, Rush, and Terrible. And uh, they were opposing Negro Casas, Shocker, and I'm forgetting the third Maximo? guy. Maximo? Not Maximo, Marco? no. Mm-mm. Mm. I'm you, totally forgetting. I'll, hey, don't worry. I'll search Hey, for I it. probably have the notes somewhere. I, you know, usually when you do a podcast, I should have my notes. Yeah. And I wrote it down, and I left uh, my notes here. I've been watching so many of the... I am such a dork. And I'm proud of it, too. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. Oh, uh, Valiente. How can I not know that? Oh, that's really good. Okay. I deserve to be yeah, punished. I heard that's really good. Uh, I haven't watched that. The I chemistry. Watched... The chemistry. Do you remember what it was from? 
did, did you see the little sign? Was it Cadena Tres or? It was Cadena Tres. Okay, it was it was taped on September third. Okay, so I haven't seen that. And I just been, gotta say, I've been watching all the Friday and Sunday shows like crazy. The chemistry between Negro Costas and Rush is out of this world. Yeah. All they do is get. All they have to do is get in the ring and chop each other, and the people pop like crazy. And that's why I couldn't stand what Dave Meltzer wrote about Rush. Yeah. Because I, I I'm like you're not catching the whole Rush experience. Oh God. If you don't see him working with Negro Casas and then just chopping the shit out of each other. And even that, Rush is so freaking awesome. And how about that drop kick he does into the turnbuckle in yeah, the, the corner? Yeah, the corner. I oh. freak out every time I see it. It looks like he's... Dave, Dave uh, Meltzer was all worried because he was killing his, his favorite Tanahashi with a drop kick. And he's like, he could have taken his face. I'm like, dude, I mean... He it's, does that every time. He does that every time. It's, he's angry. It's angry Rush. You exactly. guys don't understand. And hell... If he was doing that to Necrocasus and was stiffing him, I don't think Necrocasus would let him keep doing it. <laughs> was, was this the match where Necrocasus, he gets kicked in the face? This might have been a different match. But Necrocasus gets kicked in the face and he just stays there the whole time? Like for like two, three seconds? I don't think so. That was, I don't think that was. That was uh, I think that was a Friday show. But the, the thing that was really cool was, you know, there there's that whole you know backstory with Rush and Terrible and all that. Yeah, yeah, having their feud for... There's this. It started with this great spot where... All, you know, our Casas Valiente and Shocker are, you know, kicking ass on the guys, making their comeback. And all three of them throw Rush into the ropes, do a triple <laughs> move, and when he hits the ropes, he just grabs the ropes, looks at them, and walks out of the ring onto the ramp and yeah. just, you know, <laughs> yeah. gives he, them the bird, you yeah, know. hard to believe that the, the top, one of the top baby faces is, is probably the top heel in pro wrestling. Like, I don't yes. think there's, and like I don't you think said, there's anybody it works. at this I don't, I don't get... Maybe I, you know, because I've been saying for months that, you know, CMLL is my favorite promotion in spite of all their blunders well, see, and the, everything. But maybe in this case they're really doing something well planned. I don't know. Or maybe they just realize it works. I, no, you I, know, I don't the thing know. is, the thing is, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the, it, there's so much CMLL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was telling you, we were, we were discussing the Conan thing where you yeah. talk about how AAA makes more main eventers and then... Mm-hmm. Then CMLL, which is totally false. No, that's false. Well, well, first of all, they don't run anywhere near the level of shows that that um, mm-hmm. that um, CMLL does. Yeah. Second of all, their top stars are basically guys who were already established stars at the moment. Yes. I mean, I think the guy who's probably getting closer to being a, uh, at that level is like a Phoenix or a Daga. Mm-hmm. But they're still long. They're still not getting pushed as main event guys. Um, and the cycle, I I would say probably the Cycle Circus is the the group that they've mm-hmm. turned to, but like. They make so many main adventures for CMLL that it's kind of hard to like really find out who's the top guy. It is, but you 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 enjoy I, it. You enjoy it because if hey, this guy's yeah. gonna well, but and you said it, and you pointed to this, and I I totally concur. Just look at Rush and Sombra; yeah. those guys aren't just another wrestler. I mean, those guys really stick out as main adventures now. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have elevated guys. Maybe they should elevate more, but they have elevated some. Oh, they elevate a bunch of guys. I mean, um, Vangelis was a mid-card guy, like, what? True. Just last year. Um, Titan is a main event guy. I think they should push Valiente through the roof. You know, perfect. Just, you, you, don't, you don't even need to make an argument. La mm-hmm. Sombra and Rush. Yeah. Have they made anybody at that level? No. no. Those guys are yeah. just... Those. But, I mean, Conan thinks Rush is a fag. I mean, come on. That's his, well, that's he, his. That's his. That's his. take on a good no, wait, no, wait a minute. He says but, it like it's a bad thing, you know. <laughs> but it's like it's just one of those things where you know sometimes Conan says some crazy things. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's in Iran all the time, so you kind of don't know. What... <laughs> 
great guy. Well, right, right, yeah, you know, he's a wonderful guy, yeah. but I, I, I disagree with him about yeah. and a I lot think of he doesn't CML mind if you, stuff. I don't think I don't think he minds if he disagrees. Actually, Conan, when you listen to him talk to uh, to Court Bauer, and when you listen to him talk to Brian Alvarez. I think he more wants you to speak disagree. your mind and disagree yeah. with him rather than just kiss his ass. Yeah. I, think, I think he's somebody who he'd make a good debate team member. Because yeah. I, yeah. I have to say, even when I disagree with him, he expresses things very eloquently intelligently. Because he wants a conversation, basically. That's yeah, why he, he's perfect for podcasting. Exactly. He, he, he's a guy who actually does want to talk about stuff. Yes. Uh, you watched the Maestro's match. I loved the Maestro's match. I... Love that hold for hold. If you haven't seen this, this is basically what uh, Black Terry, Negro Navarro, Solar versus Atlantis, Negro Casas, and Blue Panther. Blue Panther and Blue Panther wore his hood. It was his anniversary. Yeah, his thirty fifth anniversary. So he wore the hood and was fun. You know what? He he's one guy. He asked for permission to wear the mask. Did he really? Yeah, he actually waited for the box of lucha to. You know, permission. Usually, usually, I think when somebody loses their mask, that should be it. Yeah. I, th- I think like Kendo Nagasaki in England, Blue Panther is an exception. Yeah. I think she should be allowed to wear his mask again. <laughs> we all know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks so cool in that mask. Yeah. And that's not a diss on how he looks without yeah. it. But Blue Panther is just one of the coolest. Uh, Have you seen that picture Cybernetico posted? Of, um, he posted a picture with him with um, Super Astro. No. He showed up at his, res- at his um, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, Cubs fan and Robbie Hardy were there. Oh, As that they- happened. Um, and... He posts the picture, and you look at Super Astro. He's like this tiny dude, he's a little dude. Yeah, he's a little dude, and without the mask, he just looks like this little dude, like with his little apron. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> that's you know, great. Cute. Super that's Astro. great. No wonder the torta. The torta is actually this normal size. <laughs> he's just a really small guy. Now, he, now he's the guy who I, you know, where I he's first still look fucking good. Like when he shows up every once in a while. Do you know where I very first saw him wrestle? Um, the Olympic. Hatco Plaza. Hatco Plaza. He was a regular local boy here, and I remember him wrestling in tiny little arenas. Because it's TJ, right? He was a TJ guy? He's a TJ guy, and he spent a lot of time here in... Uh, L.A. L.A. And he'd be... I, I never actually saw him there, but he'd be at Gills a lot, you know, working with the guys, and... Uh, Still my favorite WCW, like, cameo. Because I... This, it's gotta be a The cameo. Battle Royal! Yeah, the he just shows up. It's like, I remember watching that. God, if only Twitter and all these things were around back then... Because my reaction as I'm watching is like, is that Super Astro? Yeah, you you would write in Twitter, OMG, it's, yeah, Super, it's Super Astro. Astro. And it's like, and, and back then it was like, you're watching, it's like, is it is that Super Astro? And like, you're just watching and he just did it, he did his spot. I was like, holy shit, and then he just laughed. <laughs> I was like, fuck, that's like... I, I, I can't remember, I don't know if I remember correctly, but I think Mike Tanay is like, it's Super Astro! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bobby Heenan goes like, Super what? <laughs> yeah. It's so sad, like, some of these guys who did, did, did the announcing that never understood. I know, exactly. It just pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah, so back to the Maestro's match. Um, what you think about it? I think, I honest to God, one... See, Black Terry got a black... I'm amazed what... Great shape these guys are. Black Terry got a black eye out of Nero, from Nero Costa's mm-hmm. kick. <laughs> he had to like close like the whole time. So they pr- they basically want to do something off of that between them two. Perfect. Why not awesome. roll with it? Roll I, with I don't it. know if CML will do it or or somebody else. Well, oh, just what good shape they're in. Yeah. I mean, Black Terry's awesome. Like, and I Navarro. and I I know a lot of people are going to say that that hold for hold s- style is dated, but I honestly think you could still get it over. It still works, and you know yeah. it's funny. Like if you watch recent CML shows, the thing that I've noticed is like super bo- super porky. Mm-hmm. Basically, like on a big show, 
if he's in like the second or third match, mm-hmm. the show picks up because he's so charismatic and people oh. people don't like to see him get beat up. And the other thing is the old guys always deliver on these shows. So it's like there's you're, if you really wanted to plan like a, a, a card, mm-hmm. you, sh- you need to have Super Porky like early and then like have like the old guys. I never thought of that, but you're right. that would actually be kind of a cool like like just watching some of the shows. You kind of okay, you got Stone on top mm-hmm. and all these guys, good workers. Then you have like your young guys, then maybe like the veterans. But then you have like Super Porky somewhere and mixed in. Kind of similar to Giant Baba's philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Because Super Porky's really funny. Like, because well, because when older guys got older, you know, Baba wouldn't necessarily fire them, but he just put them lower in the, the card, including is, himself. The bad thing is, like, a lot of these guys don't understand that. Like, the Lucha yeah. guy, like, they'll get upset if they're not. Open. Well, see, Baba understood he was old, and he booked yeah. himself in like old timers matches in, yeah. the, in the third match. And I, but I'm not saying Super Porky with old guys. I'm talking about him versus better, like younger guys. Yeah, right. Right. He, he works with he works well with like Reyes Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't put Reyes Scorpion in the lower of the card. Like you could like because it's tag partner. But just as, as, as yeah, as like a, something like if it's a packed card because mm-hmm. I mean that's what they're doing with Fridays. That's why I told you you got to start watching the Fridays on terror shows. Like, I do. When you you don't have to watch them as, but you can watch them later on. It's like, what an opportunity to it. Because it, you know what this reminds me of. It reminds me of I, I'll never forget. Uh, when we first got Galavision in 1989, it was when it used to yeah, be... Yeah, it was a, two hours. Wasn't yeah, it? and what it was, was it was... It aired on Sunday, but it was fr- the, the previous Friday night yeah, show. Yeah. It was a two-day delay, and I feel nostalgic, like I can watch yeah. the Arena Mexico show yeah. in almost real time. Yeah, so it's like, it's like... And that's what you get with the terror shows. You, like, you'll notice like some of the stuff that's like, okay, that... You'll get the women's matches, but I mean... you know, Some I, of them I like. I, I mean, I, I love Amapola. I, I, I got a crush on I her. I know Dallas is a horrible wrestler, but she has a great body, so mm-hmm. I, I'm forgiving. <laughs> she doesn't ruin things, does she, really? Yeah, she's bad. She's bad. Okay. Yeah, she's bad. <laughs> but, but, like, Estrellita, she's not, like, a seasoned pro or anything. Estrellita is better than Dallas. She's better, but, I mean, she... But, I mean, she's not... Estrellita's one of those women that, when she's in the ring, mm-hmm. like, I don't... Like, when she's in her gear, she doesn't look that attractive mm-hmm. I think because she overdoes it yeah because she, she has to do oh, it oh she TV. dolls it up yeah, yeah for TV and stuff like that but when she's dressed normally mm-hmm. she's actually a very attractive woman wow yeah. wow but I but I, I notice I, how we just went to the whole women's wow, wow. <laughs> this this pod, it wouldn't be a Luchua podcast without this just this Amapola can you hear my voice <laughs> Amapola I love Amapola they're she's awesome I think they're turning Dallas uh to feud with Marcella really which would be fine because Marcella can carry her. Okay. I dig Marcella because she does that. I don't. Th- have you seen any recent Marcella? No, she I haven't. All, her, her whole offense is foot stomps and knee drops on people. Like wow. finding, she did this cartwheel. Uh huh. She did a cartwheel. She like slams the girl on one corner and then she does a cartwheel and mm-hmm. it ends with her cartwheeling into like a knee drop. Wow. She's oh, that's really not good. sweet. She's really good. She's really good. So you don't watch Tanahashi's match. I watched the Rush, ta- uh, the Tanahashi Sombra match. No, I didn't see. You that. didn't watch either. I ta- watched the Tanahashi Rush match, but you didn't watch. You didn't watch either the Sombra. No. How about that? New Japan guy beats the top two CML guys. What do you think of that? Kind of reverse philosophy. Unless he's yeah. coming back really soon and they have a follow up, I don't know why they put him over. Hijo <laughs> Fantasma writes, Tanahashi wins again, and then he puts like this picture of this guy just going like this. <laughs> and so I tweet him. I tweet him. Don't you know? CML always loses to New Japan, and he's like, yeah, that's true, and I don't understand it. I don't understand yeah. it either. I mean... Like, if you go through the whole thing, tournaments, everything, CML always loses. And it's like, why bother? 
That's a good question. Yeah. I mean... They, they get money off of it, so it's like, that's probably yeah, it. I guess... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, despite their blunders, uh, CML is my favorite yeah, that match. That match was really bad, like, for the first two falls. Yeah. And it got really good. <laughs> it's like, I, thought, I thought Rush really tried hard. I mean... The, the time, did you watch the Rush Tanahashi match? Yeah, I saw the Rush Tanahashi. Uh-huh. It's the somber one I didn't oh, see. Oh, you didn't watch the... No, no, the, the Rush... The, the Rush it, that, that first fall, it seemed to me almost like... They were just warm, yeah, they were like just, guys yeah. warming up. Like. Oh, yeah, that's that's what Dave Meltzer was talking about. Like he didn't understand why they were still doing three falls because mm-hmm. of that. And I was like, yeah, that's something we've been complaining about. Yeah, but it's an Ultimo. That's the Ultimo Guerrero yeah. formula. You know, I would I, I I would keep two out of three falls, but I would have change it up. To change it up. Well, so was, have was, some guys win two straight falls. Wasn't there like an Emilio Charles match where he won the third fall like really quick? Yes, that was that was the the I believe it was nineteen ninety. It was the show where CN Cars dropped his hood to ride because we were talking about this, weren't we? Yeah, it was for the uh, Dandy or it, it was again Atlantis. Okay. Yeah, and both fall the first two falls were pretty even, long. you know. Long. And they were longer than the first yeah, fall. and then that third fall, Emilio uh, uh, Atlantis char- uh, charges. If I remember correctly. Atlantis charges Emilio, Charlie's misses, and then I think Charlie's charges him, and Atlantis just grabs him in the backbreaker. So in maybe 30 seconds, he submits Charlie's. And it was so funny because a lot of the, uh, you know, American, you know, fans who like Lucha said, oh, what a waste of a great match. And I'm sitting there thinking, did you hear how loud that crowd yeah, yeah. popped at that surprise win for the babyface? And he won the title from yeah. him and he looked excited. I mean, why does every match have to be a X amount of minutes to be a good match? Well, if they gave you long first and second fall, that yes. makes sense. It was quality. I mean, if they did that now, we'd be pissed because, I mean, they do like the first fall is like about a, a minute, 30 seconds. Second fall is like two minutes. It's, 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 <laughs> so, so if they did like a, a quick third fall, it'd be like, okay, five minutes match? Yeah, yeah. Which would have been perfect I, for I definitely, television. I definitely think they should really mix that stuff up. Yeah. Maybe have a long first fall Quick they, they really, just, just for variety's sake. And I'm hoping that now that they're not on Galavision, if they're just going to do it on Terra.com, mm-hmm. they at least change the format. Really? No, I'm saying I'm hoping. Oh, you're hoping they yeah. will, yeah. I'm yeah. hoping. Because, I mean, if they start, if they keep doing it that way, it's like, come on, seriously? People are, because no matter... You can predict it. And if you talk to Lucha fans, they all do it. Watch, he's going to win this fall in two minutes. Right. Watch, this match is going to finish it. Because you gotta, you got to change it up. I mean, you can't just... You can't just have, give us, like, the traditional fall, like, two yeah. minutes, you know? It's got to be a little different. Like, have a first fall that goes, like, 10, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you want to speed up the second fall... Oh, I think I, I remember you telling this uh, a few uh, uh, a few days ago, how in the 80s in Vancouver, uh, on the TV wrestling shows, the matches always went five minutes. Yeah, almost, and you were telling me that. And then one, one of the wrestlers told fans, oh, yeah, this way is always going to be... And, <laughs> that was back in the kayfabe yeah. days when you don't do it, and so uh, for a while uh, at the five minute mark, the audience in the TV studio would start chanting, "Let's go home! Let's go home!" <laughs> That's the other thing that when you go to like indie shows, they always have these weird catchphrases, these terms and stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Have you seen this T-shirt? This no, one? I haven't. Is it... That's the oh, how cool! The buffet, buffet de la Mar T-shirt. Oh my God! Okay, Rush Maximo, and is that? You know, it's Marco Carleone. Okay. How do you not know? That's Buffet de la Mar. All those Americans look alike. It's Marco Carleone's Twitter account. Oh, sorry, Marco. 
<laughs> He's not going to listen to you. You're still awesome. It's just a drawing of you. It wasn't yeah. a photo. Don't worry. That's a bitchin' t-shirt. Yeah. I want it. You want it? <laughs> You're going to have to figure out how to get it. Yeah. Well, hey, that's okay. I have my Guerrero Maya Jr. t-shirt, yeah. so I'm happy. By the yeah. way, I don't know if I told you, people pop for that shirt yeah, like crazy. Yeah, you told me about that. I wore it to work, and everybody awesome. was going gaga over it. Cool. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. You don't want to talk about the anniversary show, I guess. Well, let's, I tell you what. Let's talk about it let's, after the well, fact. Re, well, I think we talked about it the last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We'll just recap it. We'll uh, recap we'll do it. A recap next and next week because I don't really see the point of talking about it. I, exactly. Well, we've already previewed it. Like, it's going to be tomorrow. Probably people are going to be listening to, to this show after, after the show. Yeah. Well, that's what, that was the, yeah. when you were talking about doing the podcast. I was like, man, you really want to do it that day, but it's your flex day, so it's like exactly, exactly. Yeah. My flex day. I I flex on Fridays. Yes, people always. People always ask me, why are we doing the shows on Thursday Because I night? flex on Friday. I wake up and I get in front of the mirror and I flex and I pretend I'm strong so and Brian, gorgeous so, and beautiful. So if you want Kurt on your podcast, you got to like plan that it's going to be a Thursday A Thursday night when night. the next day is my flex, flex day. day. Yeah. That's when I'm hot. Yes. And Kurt's getting creepy here. <laughs> I am. I'm creepy and steamy and kooky. Oh, here's the... Oh, I, oh it's gone. Here it is. Who said I'm kooky? I'm not kooky. Let me see if he posted the picture. I, oh, sorry, that oh. page doesn't exist. Uh-oh. Oh, he took it off. Oh, he took it off. <laughs> that was what... Uh, no way. I'm guessing... He, he heard Fantasma decided to hide his um, his tweet about... Oh, my gosh. ...GML losing all the time. Now, I said it before, and I stick to this. So hilarious. I, hey. think, I think there's almost something that Twitter does that alters people's brains where they... More so than Facebook or, or, face, or uh, MySpace... It seems like people type in stuff they wish they didn't type in, you know? It seems like Twitter is the one that... Yeah. You can always delete it, but it's funny. I still have it on them. Oh, there's um, Dave's Tanahashi recap. Tanahashi versus Rush for Campeon de Camperons. (laughs) Camperons. Just starting. Rush coming out to Benoit's music. So eerie. What kind of warp guy does that? And so I tweet, (laughs) oh, I'm going to tell Rush about this. This guy calling him warped. But Rush is kind of like he, he, he doesn't give a crap. Yeah, Rush is cool. Yeah. Rush is just plain cool. So he actually took it off. Huh? Who knew? How funny! Can't believe Elo Fantasma. Trip out. If you can't, if you can't trust Elo Fantasma, who else? Who can else you? can you trust? Yeah. That's right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the left hemisphere of the brain short circuit the right hemisphere. May the right hemisphere of the brain short-circuit the left hemisphere. And bing, you're there. May Jesus, Buddha, and Krishna all bless you. Love you guys.